Om Ajnana Simirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurubhinamaha Today we're having questions and answers. So if you have any questions, please write them down and send them up to the front. For some period of time, a devotee is engaged in a, in a particular uh, service. In the beginning, he has enthusiasm and taste for this service. Then uh, he feels bored with this uh, uh, service and uh, he cannot perform it. What to do in this situation? At the same time, devotee is afraid that he'll not find himself in another service. See, this kind of question, it's, uh, it's a very personal question. Exactly what the circumstances are would have to be considered. This kind of, this kind of question over which service one should do, uh, that's better discussed with one's immediate local spiritual mentors. The general principle is that everyone should serve Krishna. Exactly how we should serve, which particular service we should do, that depends upon so many individual factors as well as local circumstances. As a general principle, we should be very happy to have any opportunity to serve Krishna in any way whatsoever. If devotion, if our service only depends upon, well, what I feel like doing, that's uh, not a very high standard of devotion. On the other hand, people do have different propensities. So... Uh, devotee may feel naturally more inclined to do one kind of service than another. So, uh, please, whoever asks this question, you can discuss with your local authorities and find out oh, what's the best plan for you to go forward in devotional service. How often will you preach in Russia and will you come to Rostov Temple? Do you have a temple in Rostov? When I was there last time, they didn't have one. It was like 30 kilometers outside the city. That's what they're referring to. Yeah, yeah. No, but ask from. Well, um, I've been coming at least once a year to Russia for the last, how many years? Eight years or something? Something like that. Eight, nine years, yeah. And I plan on continuing to do that. Um, like most of our ISKCON sannyasis, I'm getting, you know, I've widely spread. There are many things to do and not enough time to do everything as I'm engaged in uh, various services in different parts of the world. Mostly I'm in India. I'd be very happy in one, when, in one sense to spend all my time in Russia. It's uh, The devotees here are very sweet and there's a very big preaching field. But on the other hand, there's so much work to do in other parts of the world also. And uh, I have... Uh, I'd been in based in India so many years and Prabhupada actually wanted many Western disciples to preach there, so I feel some obligation to, to continue that. So uh, I'm committed to come at least once a year to Russia. And Rostov, well, I can't say for sure when I'll be going there again. So many, uh, I get so many invitations to places all over the world which I can't honor them all. So at least if I come to... The, some festivals like this, then most of the devotees from Russia, they, or many, they come, and at least I can uh, get all of your association here, even if I don't get it in the individual centers. Srila Prabhupada once wrote that, I would like to be with my, all of my disciples together all the time, but because of preaching duties all over the world, we have to be, you know, we have to separate. So anyway, uh, 
we can pray that we'll all be together all the time very soon. We'll all, we can all pray to join Krishna's eternal dancing party and be together there. Yeah. Bhagavad Gita has said that pure devotee is dear to everybody and everybody is dear to him. In our day-to-day life we can see that Vaishnavas are often um, offended uh, just for nothing and um, many uh, spiritual masters and saints they were beaten and persecuted. Uh, How can you explain this statement of Bhagavad Gita. Mm. Uh, it may be that uh, one who's uh, in the neophyte stage of devotion hasn't reached that platform of um, being dear to others. But as a general statement, the uh, the behavior, or, or, as a general statement, uh, those who are pure devotees, they they are dear to all, and and there may be a few who become their enemies. They don't become the enemies of others, but some may become the enemies of them. Just a few people who are very envious, they may become uh, very much inimical towards pure devotees. So this is a general statement in Bhagavad Gita. Now even those who become envious of Vaishnavas, they often, their their attitude becomes changed by the, by the great character of the Vaishnavas. Or sometimes Krishna himself intervenes and destroys persons who are envious of Vaishnavas. Mm. Uh, for a few years, devotee thinks that he performs devotional service with sincerity, but later he finds out a uh, desire for name and fame, and he wants to to be noticed, and uh, he likes that uh, he likes to be worshipped, uh, he likes to be praised uh, for his service, and he is constantly thinking. How he should look in the eyes of others, what to do in this situation? Well, it doesn't mean that he was necessarily insincere in the first place, but it uh, it means that Maya is catching him in another way, in a more subtle manner. So, if one can recognize that one has this anarcha in the heart, that is the first stage to overcoming it. If one doesn't even recognize the problem, then you really have a big problem. And uh, if one recognizes this within one's heart, then uh, one can. Uh, one can understand the the pettiness, the futileness of such desires, and how such desires uh, are a, an impediment in our advancement towards pure devotional service. Srila Bhaktisdhan says her Thakur has given an analogy. Tava pratishta shukare bishto. It means that the desire for name and fame, that is like the stool of a pig. It is what is called a graphic example or a striking example. <laughs> this desire for name and fame, you can just imagine that desire is just like getting the stool of a pig and smearing it all over our body. So, understanding that this is uh, ridiculous and it's against our real self-interest of developing love of Krishna, we can just... Leave it, let it go. Analyze what are our motives. Why am I acting? Why am I doing this? And pray the uh, classic prayers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Najhanam najanam nasundarim kavitang vajagadisha kamaye mama janmani janmani shre bhavatad bhakti rahaitu ki My dear Lord, I don't want followers. 
That means uh, fame, money, followers, beautiful women. I don't want anything uh, either gross or subtle for my own personal sense enjoyment. Uh, simply, I desire to serve you without any personal desire. Should we fast? Uh, is it obligatory to fast on Pandavai Kadashi? No, it's not obligatory to. Fast means minimum fast, grains and beans. If you like, you can fast more also. How to recognize, how to understand who is your spiritual master, how to choose him. You want to choose a spiritual master. You'll walk up to him and say, Well, I would like to declare that it is your great good fortune that I have decided to be your disciple. It's a big topic. The, uh, the Shastra states two basic qualifications of a spiritual master. Shrotriyang Brahmanishta. This means he should be, uh, he should have heard Vedic knowledge in a bona fide sampradaya and should be, uh, fixed by, in his own personal behavior in the practical application of that knowledge. In other words, should be fixed on the spiritual platform. So, uh, if one perceives that there is a personality who has these qualities, then he may approach that person and request that you please guide me. There's a lot of hype about guruship. You got this word, hype? Yeah, some... Over, you know, oh... Misleading propaganda like advertisements on TV. Use Persil soap, powder. This is the... You'll be be just fantastic. Your life will become filled with amazing bliss by using Persil. This is an example of unrealistic advertisement. So sometimes we expect something like that, you know, the guru's got six arms and he can he looks into you and he can see all your previous lives he comes flying in from another dimension well you never know there might be various mystical things about a guru mystical things there may be what's the last word there may be some there may be some mystical facets to a guru but that is not the that is not what we should be searching for if you want a mystic guru you may end up in some seance or something like this If you want a mystic guru, you may end up in a seance. Seance is a French word. That's why they call the ghosts and all this. Uh, The the actual qualification of a guru is he speaks according to guru, sadhu and shastra. Acts according to that. Not just acts, but is the ideal example of that. And teaches his disciples to do so also. Achinoti yashastrani. Achari stapyatimapi. Archaryas tena kirtitaha. This, the symptoms of an Acharya are that he uh, knows what is the message of the Shastra. Achinoti Yashastrani. Then he acts himself according to those principles and he teaches others according to those principles. So we would expect that a Guru is an ideal Vaishnava. And that's a very good example to his disciples. His character is spotless. And he teaches according to Shastra. He teaches the disciples Shastra. He teaches according to Shastra how to attain Krishna. I discussed this uh, somewhat in my that book, that First Steps to Krishna. Where can we find information? What should be the engagement of Vanaprastha? 
detailed information. Detailed information is given in the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. But uh, a lot of that may not be applicable so much in the modern age. Mizavana Prasta literally means one who lives in the forest. But it's more recommended in the modern age that uh, one goes to the forest of Vrindavan. Or more practically, simply... Uh, or, or, or simply engage himself in the service of Krishna. Uh, my my great friend, Jananda Prabhu, I don't he's, he's not been to Russia. He's uh, Vanaprasta and he's he's written a a paper on this uh, a study of this based on Srila Prabhupada's books. Small problem. booklet. It's an essay you could say. Of course that's in English, but you could get it from him if you want. I could give you the information how to contact him. Mm. Basically uh, husband and wife live a renounced life. Uh, in one of us. Mm. And they they concentrate their attention uh, m- more and more on spiritual life. They be- they become gradually detached from their household affairs. It's a uh, halfway stage between Grihastha life and Sannyas life. If a devotee has some problems, does he have a right to pray to to pray to Krishna to solve to help him solve the pro- the problems, or he should? Uh, uh, Take this problem as uh, with uh, gratitude mm. and thank Krishna for an opportunity to serve Him. How to mm, how to learn this? Both attitudes are devotional. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sahasrara Thakur would quote Srila Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj about sicknesses that uh, we can. Sickness is inevitable, so when it comes, we should accept it and wait for it to pass on so that we can continue with our regular services to Krishna. But then on another occasion when Bhaktisthan Saraswataka was asked, is it all right to pray that we, that we can get free from sickness so we can continue with our services? He said, yes, this is also a devotional attitude. So, um, a devotee can pray that Krishna, you please, that the best prayer is that you please help me in this difficulty. A devotee thinks that this difficulty is brought upon me due to my own sinful activities. Um, but difficulty means it is difficult. A devotee sees the difficulty, this is sent by Krishna to help me to take shelter of him more. So a devotee uh, prays to Krishna that you please help me in this difficulty to remember you and to serve you in the best possible way. And if it is your desire, you may remove this difficulty, or if not, you may. It is. It, it may go on as you wish. Yes. Not, I have no demand from you. I take part in Hare Krishna Food for Life program. Uh, so how should we? What should be? Um, our mood when we distribute prasadam what should we meditate on during prasadam distribution you mean what should be our attitude is that what's meant by what should be our attitude I mean when you're distributing prasadam mm. you're not really meditating as such. 
Oh, we should be thinking that these people are so fortunate to take Krishna prasadam. Recently I was in London and they don't, there they don't call it food for life, they call it food for all. And they have a, on their poster they have a sub to, Hare Krishna food for all, the, uh, the spiritual vegetarian alternative. Spiritual alternative? The spiritual vegetarian oh. alternative. So they don't just distribute to poor people, but to all kinds of people. So I, I thought that was a much better approach, actually, because uh, everyone needs prasad. It's not just for poor people. Uh, do you feel separation from Śrīla Prabhupāda? Uh, how does Śrīla Prabhupāda manifest in your life now? Spiritual, Śrīla Prabhupāda manifests in my life now by me being here, sitting and talking to you. And that is His mercy on me that He has engaged me in this way. If you like to know more about this, then I, the, these two books here are here. My Memories of Prabhupada and Jai Srila Prabhupada. What, is, what are my personal meditations on Srila Prabhupada? Uh, when can one medit start meditating on accepting sannyas? Everyone should immediately, as soon as they come to Krishna consciousness, take, up, take this up. Take this up. Yeah. Take this up. Think, meditating or? This mood, yeah. According to the definition of sannyas given in the first verse of the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So now you'll have to go and look at that to find out what that is. What should be my sadhana if I work in, in shifts on a karma job? <laughs> then your sadhana has to go in shifts also. Hmm. Hmm? Uh, can we return to spiritual world if we uh, have not developed love uh, for Krishna? Uh, if we have, if we haven't reached um, prema bhakti by uh, just following four regs and chanting sixteen rounds of Mahamantra, one cannot enter the spiritual world unless one has love for Krishna. Srila Prabhupada said that if one simply follows these regulated principles and chants 16 rounds a day, he will go back home, back to Godhead. So what do we understand about this? That if we faithfully follow this path of devotional service, we will develop love of God. We may think, well, my progress is so slow. But if we remain faithful to this process, Krishna will help us. This morning I was discussing with Vijay Prabhu about how many devotees get cancer. And I was quoting uh, Srila Bhaktisthan Sarsvak Thakur saying that uh, Krishna tests his devotees in the fire of ordeal. Ordeal. The fire of ordeal. Ordeal means a, yes. a difficult, severe test. That when one gets this extremely painful disease and knows that I have to leave my body soon, that is actually Krishna's great mercy on a devotee. Is that uh, intense suffering gives the devotee uh, intense realization that now I have to go to Krishna and give up all material desire, not, not desire to come back to this material world to suffer again. So we should have faith in these words of Srila Prabhupada that if we simply chant 16 rounds and follow four regulated principles, we will go back to Godhead. Um, we should also know though that if, unless we really endeavor to become purified, then uh, we will get, Krishna will come to us in a form that we will get purified very quickly at the end. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to serve? Spiritual master. Well, there's uh, Vapu Seva and Vani Seva. Vapu Seva means to uh, pr just like cleaning the room, 
carrying the bag when he's all these different things. They're serving the body. And Vani Seva means to follow the general instructions or, or general or specific instructions. So these are the two divisions of service to the spiritual master. How should we perform devotional service if we have no taste for it? Then at least we have to follow the rules and regulations. If we don't have taste, at least with our intelligence, we should understand this is for my benefit. But why not have taste? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Krishna is self-sufficient. Uh, why does he have desire to bring back all conditioned souls? Uh, so that does he want uh, he wants it so that uh, we be uh, together with him or due to his compassion yeah both things are true uh, why don't they study Vaishnava etiquette in the temples uh, in these contemples uh, at least uh, to some extent Well, it does go on in some temples to some extent. It could be improved, no doubt. There are many things in Iskom which could be improved. So to... Uh, you see, in many ways our movement is still very much in the early stages. And we have a very high ideal. And we have a, we're living in a very degraded age. So... Uh, there are many ways in which Iskom could be improved. But we have to be a little patient and... Uh, You know, gradually work towards a better future. I mean, even now, Iskon's pretty good, isn't it? When we, we come to this festival, we see so many devotees chanting and dancing. Iskon must be doing something right. So if you see there's some lacking, maybe you yourself, something lacking, maybe you yourself could do something to uh, help improve that. Maybe you yourself could study Vaishnava etiquette and uh, teach that to whoever may be willing to listen. What's the role of mentors? Senior devotees say that uh, uh, those who have no mentors, they are they are out of ISKCON. Well, I guess I'm out of ISKCON. <laughs> What should I do? Um, well, naturally, every devotee is guided by by others. There, there is an attempt to... There may be some attempts to formalize this, but... Uh, Again, it's it's a relatively new idea, <laughs> so it may not always work out in every case. Basically, the idea is very good that everyone requires guidance. In trust, it is said that uh, everyone can develop love of Godhead. Uh, can a woman be a preacher, or um, she should follow her nature? So is there any difference in this in this sense between men and women as regards preaching? Well, as far as women's nature is concerned, it's, it, it's fairly well known that they like to get, to get together and talk with each other. So if you talk about Krishna, then you're a preacher. Yes. going against your, that nature. Traditionally, um, men and women's roles social roles are different. Women's roles are somewhat subdued and protected. Women's roles are somewhat mm. subdued and protected. Mm. But uh, the mother is, in, in Shastra say that the mother is the first guru. So bringing up children in Krishna consciousness, that is, a, that is preaching, that is a very great responsibility. Uh, some devotees, when they face some bad events, they 
they say that first that this is Krishna desire. He wanted this. Uh, or they say that they are guilty themselves. So what should be our attitude when we face some bad or good events? This is already, you know, it's, it's almost the same as the other question. Yeah. So why don't we go on, because we're not going to finish all the questions anyway. Can we consider so, uh, so, uh, a soul to be devoted to the Lord if, if he chants uh, only two rounds of Japa? Yeah, and well, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Yeyatamang prapadyante, tangs to taiva bhajami aham. He reciprocates to the de- degree that we devote ourselves to Him. So, that uh, chanting two rounds of japa, that is some level of devotional service. And we would hope that such a devotee will go on and uh, devote himself more and more. Can we consider uh, uh, members of devotees' family to, to be devotees? Uh, if they constantly hear the names of, of the Lord, but they do not chant Japa themselves and they do not follow the principles. Now they are fortunate, but they can't strictly be classified as devotees. What's the meaning of taste in devotional service? Uh, <laughs> how is it manifest? Taste is not is more to be experienced than analyzed. If someone has never tasted honey, I can tr- you can try and explain to them what it tastes like but they can never really understand until they put it on their tongue. The symptom of taste, of one who has attained taste in devotional service, is their uh, constant desire to go on serving Krishna. I'm just giving brief replies mostly, because there are a lot of questions there. Please share your realizations uh, on uh, attentive and uh, inoffensive uh, chanting of the holy name. Uh, it is said and uh, it's written a lot about it. It is but said what? It is said and written a lot about it, but the problem still remains unsolved. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, well, the real problem is uh, that we're in Maya, and the solution is to take to the process of devotional service. So we may say the problem is unsolved, but if we're following the process of devotional service, including chanting our rounds, then we, then we are in the process of solving the problem. It may not, uh, it may not be that the problem goes away immediately. Just like if there is a chronic disease, we can't expect an instant cure. For instance, if we've, uh, if one of our arms has been paralyzed for the last ten years, and we start to take treatment. And then after two days we say, well, the treatment doesn't work. That's not very reasonable. We have to go on taking the treatment. It will take some time. That is to be expected. So go on chanting and gradually our chanting will improve. It may be incremental. Incremental? Incremental means in, in very small mm. installments. Yeah, maybe like that. We may be not seen. I'm afraid to lose beads which were given to me by my spiritual master. That's why I do not carry them out of my... Apartment, mm-hmm. and when uh, I'm out, I'm chanting on another beats. Is it is it proper to do so? It's standard to to use our initiation beads always. I guess there is a risk of losing them, but uh, that the standard is to use our initiation beads. Uh, my friend in Krishna consciousness, mm, uh, his uh, my friend uh, my friend's spiritual master uh, left. Uh, 
is gone. After it, my friend uh, is not eager um, to take a, a reinitiation from another spiritual master, uh, saying that uh, it's uh, important to accept a pure devotee as a spiritual master. And Srila Prabhupada, as Srila Prabhupada is such a pure devotee, then it will be enough for him to read just his books, and he can attain that pure devotional service by reading his books and chanting 16 rounds of Mahamantra. Uh, so the question is, can we return to Krishna just by reading to uh, just by reading Srila Prabhupada's books without taking initiation from uh, present uh, from a uh, from spiritual master present uh, on, on earth? Who's present on earth? Yes, we can go back to Godhead by reading Prabhupada's books and chanting. Of course, we should also follow the instructions in Prabhupada's book, which includes the instruction that one should accept a spiritual master. <laughs> you appreciated that one. Yeah. Uh, we know in Vaikuntha planets, Lord Vishnu is present in the four-armed form. Mm. Uh, human-like form. Mm. Um, are there any forms of the mm, of the Lord? Are there any other forms of the Lord uh, there? Uh, such as lion, bird, insects and so on. Mm. Well, there are other forms of the Lord. We know like Matsya, Kurma, which are not human-like forms. We say human-like, but actually that's uh, that's like anthropomorphism. <laughs> it's rather that the, the human form is, or, or the animal forms are like the forms of God rather than vice versa. Mm. Our forms are reflections of His form and not vice versa. So, uh, yeah, Narasimha Bhagavan is present in the... He has His planet in the spiritual world. But in each... Um, in each planet, there's only one Vishnu form. That means that you won't find Nrishinghadev present in the same planet as four-handed Narayana. On the same planet? No, they won't be. What should a disciple do to, um, to increase and uh, to, to support the connection with his spiritual master? Serve and pray. That is the essence. Everything is complete in those two instructions. Everything is complete? Everything mm. is complete in that. What uh, festival do you consider to be more important for your disciples? Dimnamosko Chalni festival, if there is an opportunity mm. to visit both them, attend them both. That's a difficult question. Which is nicer, samosas or pakoras? This Divnamos festival is, is uh, very nice in as much as we see very big family of Prabhupada's followers. You can also choose whether you like, whether you want to take samosas or pakoras, or maybe both. Or maybe one time you take samosas, then another meal you take pakoras. So maybe one year come to Divna Mosque, another year to Chalni like this. But take it while it's going. You don't always get samosas and pakoras, so... When you get the opportunity, take. I heard from devotees that uh, if you participate in kirtan, then chanting is forty times more effective than individual chanting on the beads. 
Is it true? Uh, I don't know any Shastric injunction in that regard. Unless there's a Shastric injunction to that effect, then I wouldn't like to quote it. Generally, both are required. Living entities get the bodies in the material world due to their <coughs> uh, former actions and due to their desires and karma. Uh, in this case, what can be, what's the karma of the first living entity in this universe, Lord Brahma, if he came from a spiritual world? That is, can we get any karma in the spiritual world? His, uh, he is getting the result. The karma means the result. So he's getting the result of having come away from Krishna. The position of Lord Brahma is a, is a very purified position that one gets when one is practically freed from any karmic reaction, but still is, uh, on this side of the universe, not, not, still not fully surrendered to Krishna. Ganapati uh, is a demigod. Oh, who is taking away obstacles and devotional service. Can you uh, tell us about him? Should we worship him? Ganapati is mostly worshipped by materialists for removing obstacles on the path of material progress. Devotees are recommended to worship Lord Nrsinghadev to remove obstacles on the path of spiritual progress and to uh, take shelter of the instructions of the Acharyas to get free from obstacles in the path of spiritual progress. Some devotees asked Prabhupada if they could uh, worship Lord Ganesh <coughs> so they could get lots of money which they would use for Krishna. Prabhupada agreed with one condition, that you should send me at least $100,000 every month. Last year you, you gave your mercy to devotees living in the forest. Uh, due to this, there are more devotees there this year. <laughs> we know that tomorrow you leave. Can you help us so that some of your spiritual, uh, some of your disciples can maybe can give lecture in the forest or can give darshan? Not your disciples, but some of your spiritual brothers, god brothers, hmm. can give lecture. Well, the, the the forest dwellers could also come to this festival. Somehow, you know, you know, they, they must have spent some money to come here. Yeah, everyone else is getting enough money to uh, attend the program, so presumably they could do also. I'll be uh, addressing a little uh, gathering of my disciples tomorrow morning just before I leave, so if they want, they can come to that in the hotel. The forest dwellers could come. Yeah, there won't be enough space. <laughs> well, I can sit outside. Uh, there are not that many of them. When at 10 o'clock? Yeah, only a few of them. Last year I went, there was only about six or seven of them. No, no, last, last year it was about 50 or 60. No, you were giving. No, it was mostly the people came from the... From no, the yeah, I mean, yeah. Is it the actual people there, or there was only six or seven. Mm. Like that. Mm. Yeah, so I might as well take the opportunity to ask, then... Uh, my disciples can come at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning on the fifth floor of that building three, and we'll have a little meeting just mm. before I go. Meeting mm. means, you know, we chant Hare Krishna a little bit. And also, um, I'm going to give the beads and initiation to one devotee at that time, and then he'll attend the yagya on Saturday. Are you acquainted with the Bhaktivinoda course Jaya, Jaya Dharma? Jaiva Dharma. It's written Jaya Dharma. <laughs> And uh, what is it all about? Jaiva Dharma means the 
the uh, constitutional position of the jiva. Well, I guess when it's translated in Russian, you can read it. It is translated. Yeah. It is sold. So yeah. then you can read it, then you'll find out. Very important book. Please read it better than me giving you a two-minute summary. Uh, can we use in bhakti yoga practices from other religions such as Christianity? Better just take what our acharyas have given us. What Prabhupada has given us is complete and perfect for going back to Godhead. If we try to mix up other things, we'll just become confused. That's all. There's nothing lacking in the process that Srila Prabhupada has given us. Everything we need to attain love of Krishna and go back to Godhead is there. Rather, the Christians, they should learn from our acharyas rather than vice versa. We don't want to sound proud, but uh, objectively speaking, the, the knowledge given in Krishna consciousness is far more developed than that given in other religious processes. I mean, most Christians, they they still eat meat, so we can't imagine that they're on a very... we can't expect them to be on a very advanced level. They don't know who God is. They don't have the Maha Mantra. Now, what should we learn there? If you've come to the university, do you have to go back to the primary school? We should act with desire to please uh, Krishna. And uh, we should have no other desires. But due to our con- conditional nature, it's difficult to keep this consciousness. It's difficult to have no desires, no personal desires. Because we always expect something, some reward. And uh, there's always desire to be happy. So what should we do with this? So follow the process of sadhana bhakti to become gradually purified. And be happy on that platform. Be happy in chanting Hare Krishna, in taking prasada, in hearing about Krishna. If cancer gives us pain and at the same time clear understanding our dependence of Krishna, uh, should we um, should we thank Krishna for this suffering and uh, not uh, ask him to uh, move it? Yeah, move it. <laughs> No, lessen the pain. That depends on our maturity and Krishna consciousness. Okay, one more question, then time's up. <clears throat> what about Brahma Mahurta? Is it uh, is this period of Brahma Mahurta fixed? That is from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. or it is connected with the with the with the dawn with the rising of the sun in a particular place. Can you explain this in detail? In detail, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to give an astronomical discourse. The definition of Brahma Mahurta is uh, that period which lasts 48 minutes and which ends 48 minutes before sunrise. It's not exactly uh, the time right before sunrise, but a little bit before that. So, if it if sunrise is at, for instance, at 10 a.m., then the Brahma Mahurta would be uh, approximately around, starting approximately... uh, Yeah, something like that. All right, I'm going to finish there. My time is up. Thank you for listening so patiently.